It means nothing for price now. It does mean that the U.S. and the West is very vulnerable to a physical demand shortage of collateral squeeze. morning, everyone. I'm Vince Lancey, and this is the Arcadia Economics Silver Fix. Today, it's 9.35 Monday, and today we're recording for 1 o'clock Monday showing. Today, I'm going to talk about, uh, it's going to be a light day, right? I figure we get into pop culture a little bit today. We're going to talk about the new silver Asahi vault, if I'm saying it right, the beer guys, right? Uh, we're going to talk about the Oppenheimer movie in context of silver. And I'll give you a market comment because I'm very active in the markets right now. So let's let's get to that. The COMEX has approved for vaulting purposes a new COMEX-approved vault uh, by Asahi. And Asahi is a Japanese conglomerate. They're involved in many things. And silver is one of them. If I remember correctly, they bought Johnson Matthey. Mathy, uh some years back. All right, so there's an article about that, very long, very detailed article, and uh, uh, by Ronan Manley, who always does deep dives uh, when he, you know, he gets everything out. Very good if you want to learn a, um, you want to learn all the ins and outs of a particular topic. I used him. I read his stuff extensively when I was educating myself on Chinese market structure. And he's very good. Uh, in this one, uh, and I'm saying this with a smile, Ronan, uh, you might be getting uh, called about stalking. I mean, look at this detail, guys. He's got a map of how to get there from, from, uh, from New York. He's got a pic, now he probably didn't take this picture, but he's got a picture of the place, right? A layout of the uh, of the vault. I mean, it's it's pretty cool, actually. Uh, so let's read his conclusion. You can see from these timelines that Asahi bought the Hudson Crossing Warehouse property in February of 22. They applied for vault acceptance, whatever the approval, in March of 22, and they needed to wait to receive local planning approvals and tax relief and then presumably made security and other modifications to the property. And then CME granted application to the COMEX for COMEX NYMEX vault approval um, in 2023. Now, he does not give a judgment or an opinion on it. He's just, he's doing the work, you know, he's just giving you the information here. So uh, I'm going to give you the opinion, right? Uh, he, I'm sure he has an opinion, he's not talking about it. And I have it on my site here. Uh, on, on Goldfix, because I don't like to read white on black, I like to read black, I don't like, like to read black on white. So uh, you can get it uh, on Bullion Star. That's the name of this. I go to Bullion Star, and the story is called Asahi Vault, 30 miles outside New York City. Anyway, all right, but I'll, I'll publish it here as well with a link to there uh, for subscribers. Incidentally, if you subscribe, you get two weeks uh, premium free, and there's a lot of content in the premium. Okay, so what does this mean? What could it mean? Well, first of all, uh, at the simplest level, it means that the exchange uh, needs to, wants to add uh, vaults that hold silver, platinum, palladium, et cetera, et cetera. So that's the, uh, duh, no kidding, right? All right, but why would it want to do that unless it needed to do that, right? They're trying to, in my opinion, right? They're trying to, the first thing you want to say if you're a silver bug is, 
they're running out of silver. They have to get it from somewhere else. You know what? That's not really wrong. Uh, what they're doing is uh, they're they're extending their network so that they have different ways to get it. It's diversification, right? Because a vault comes through a certain supply chain or pipeline, right? And they want diversification. Interestingly uh, enough, I think, is that uh, Asahi's in Japan. And uh, Japan does not mine silver, but they do a lot of processing of it. In fact, one of China's biggest uh, trade relationships is, uh, this is from uh, uh, Bai Xiaozhen, China will send, I'm sorry, yeah, China will send silver to Japan, not Asahi, and Asahi will send back a more refined product. Japan is all about technology, right? It's an island nation. Okay, so so back to the back to the CME, back to the COMEX. They need to strengthen their network, which has been damaged by the supply chain pullback, by the fragmentation of globalization. And so they're reaching out. And you know, Asahi's in Asia. I think that's kind of interesting. Uh, so now you are going to see the US uh, look for metal from, from Japan as opposed to just Canada or the US or or what have you. Anyway, I think that's I think that's good. Uh, uh, that's good for the marketplace. It's also good for the US and uh, it's also good for your relationship with Japan. Now, in terms of I want silver to go up, it's not good. It's not bad. It's not it's nothing. It's nothing. Uh, all it is is that there's another place for metal to come on here. Now, um, why is it not bearish? Because there's only so much silver out there. Uh, the point is, they're showing you by going out and getting new vault that either historically, forget all the macro stuff that I talk about, either one of their vaults is empty, right? And they need someone else. One of their vaults is not up to spec anymore and they're going to fire them or they just want to have more metal because they want diversification. So anyway, it's, it's, um, it's a nothing burger for the price, but it gives you an idea how important silver is uh, for industry and uh, where things are going. Take this little thing here and combine it with the fact that CME, uh, I'm sorry, not CME, uh, JP Morgan is now the other custodian in GLD, right? With over 50, I think it's over now, over 50% of the gold holdings. Everything is going on in the back office. It's not news. The news is, the news is you know, uh, uh, the bricks, right? That's the news. But the, but the U.S. is getting pieces in play, you know, because when you don't, the U.S. has what's called pricing power. The price is in dollars. The price is set here. The demand is here. The supply is, we used to come here, right? So we, so we didn't have to have the physical supply chain here. We had all the, the esoteric stuff. Now the supply chain is gone, right? We can't get it as easily, Asahi. Uh, we're losing pricing power. We're going to lose pricing power. It's going to be priced in multiple currencies. Therefore, we need to have, we need to extend our um, our reach to bring more physical here. So as we lose the financial pricing power, we have to pull in physical pricing power, which means all these things mean that the price of silver is going to go up because unless we get it all tomorrow, because our supply is diminishing. Right? Not, I mean, didn't the US mint this year uh, 
falls short in its production, they're not allowed to do that, but they're doing that. And we'll get into, you know, why that is or is not important. I think that's, that's uh, Michael, one of the, uh, uh, one of the silver DJs. Great stuff, by the way, uh, kid. I, I mean, I know you're not a kid, so I, I understand you're an engineer, uh, but that's good stuff. Um, th there's things behind the scenes going on to keep the price of silver down and gold. But the price of silver is more important, in my opinion. They have to keep it down because it's important in industry, because it is monetary. And they're losing their pricing power in six months, a year, two years. And before that happens, they have to start bringing on sure physical. Okay, so that's the significance of that. All it does, all it should tell you as a price person is it means nothing for price now. It does mean that the U.S., and the West is very vulnerable to a physical demand shortage of collateral squeeze. There's like no fucking around with that. That's what's going on. All right. So second thing, Oppenheimer. Everyone's talking about Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer, it's, you know, it's something to talk about in entertainment. Well, here's what they're not going to talk about. But here's what's important uh, is silver. Uh, if it were not, you could, you know, I'm not really even, I'm not even making this up. If it were not for our silver supply, we might not have won World War II. How? The U.S., in order to generate um, uranium in sufficient quantity, needed extreme amounts of power, electricity. Now, we all know silver is the better conductor. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, silver is not as easy to get into the formy one. I, mean, I know it is in terms of malleability and, and ductile stuff, but the, the cop, copper is easier to get to. Now, silver is better to use, but copper is more convenient because silver is precious. It's in a vault. It's not ready to be made into wires. You know, it's not something that they use. Uh, let's, let's, go make a, let's go make a magnetic coil out of silver. You don't, you don't do that. You use copper. But because we were in World War II and because all of our copper was being used for the war effort, you know, shell casings were made of copper. If we started pulling copper from the military to create these cyclotrons, to create the bomb, then that would have telegraphed to the soldiers that we're running out of copper. It would have been bad, right? It also would have telegraphed to the enemy that we're doing something with the copper because they probably knew we, how much copper we had. So what do we do? We said, you know what? We have a Fort Knox of silver. You know, it's not a Fort Knox anymore. And that's what this article is all about. Um, we took, it was a serious effort. And it's actually, it's actually, it's a long read, but it's very good. Uh, this is not focused on silver per se, but there's so much about it that it, I mean, it, it is about silver, right? But we, we ended up, uh, here we go. They called it the silver program. While the main veins of the science, engineering, ethics, and geopolitical implications surrounding the development of nuclear weapons have been well-mined by historians, some aspects of the Manhattan Project have attracted less interest. Uh, over the past few years, I have researched several, including the so-called silver program. That's not me, the author, right? Program was fundamental to finding the means to safely, which is what I was talking about, and quickly produce the tens of kilograms of uranium necessary for a weapon of mass destruction. All right, this goes through the process. The silver was in Silver Fort Knox. They pulled it out. They flattened it out. They stretched it out. They were vacuuming people's clothes 
to make sure no silver was lost. They needed, you know, 86,000 tons. The Treasury Department was like, why do you need all the silver? Like, well, we're making the bomb and we don't want to use it. You told us not to use any copper. So we got to use the silver. And that's that's what went on. There's lots of statistics in here. Uh, I really recommend you reading it. It's, it's a great little history lesson, especially with all the Oppenheimer talk. The need for so much silver at Y12 emerged, that's the lab, emerged from the physics underlying electromagnetic mass spectros spectroscopy, right? In an optical event, blah, blah, blah. It goes through the whole thing, right? It gives you probably a picture of that as well. But you know, I'm going to find a picture of the, uh, of the, uh, the cyclotron, right? So this is the cyclotron, I believe. I'll take you to the next picture. Yeah, there it is. This is, it's like a racetrack. That's where they're making it, but they need things to move around. So they have all these coils. Here we go, silver coils. The West, they got four, withdrew more than 400,000 bullion bars of approximately 1,000 FTO each from the West Point Bullion Depository in West Point, New York, a treasury facility known as the Fort Knox of Silver. That amount is equivalent to about 7,500, I think I said 750 yesterday, mid-size automobiles today, or some fully loaded 250 World War II B-29 bombers. The cars is more graphic. You know, we're not World War II bomber people anymore. That's what I did. So they, they took the silver. Any silver found was separated and cast back into bullion bars. Even workers' coveralls were vacuum cleaned. Armed guards observed every product. There was like this is this was this is people coming together, right? Um, and then what they ended up doing was they 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 made them into um, these long, cold rolled sheets, and they had to create magnetic coils out of them. More than seventy four thousand coils were produced. They were in uh, they were in use, and it goes through the whole thing. I really I recommend I recommend you uh, watch this because I was like I was even going through the. Uh, the uh, uh, it's it's too big to show in here, but I was going through the uh, where they went, how they went. I mean, can you imagine like back in those days, you're probably sitting on the road and seeing all these trucks go by. And if you knew anything about silver precious metals, you probably go out and go buy some. Um, anyway, so here's here's what they end up looking like. Right. Uh, they end up looking like uh, here's the bars. They get made into these cylinders then they get flattened out into these into these uh, sheets. Uh, then they become. Uh, the uh, part of the cyclotron, uh, and this is all the coils and the bus bars, uh, which is what they're called, uh, end up getting shipped to Oak Ridge. So Oak Ridge is where, where the magic happened, but it would not have happened without silver. So go watch Oppenheimer and take someone and say, cool movie, right? And then they'll be like, yeah, it's like, well, take a fiat buddy and say, you know, we would have lost the war if it wasn't for silver, because it's true. That's it. We retired them, I think, in 1970, 71, put the silver back, 1970, right? We used them for, because it was made, you know, uh, and then for, for bomb making. If we have to make bombs again, we're probably going to use it. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, we're probably going to, especially if there's a war going on. Okay, so that's, that's the Oppenheimer silver story. So let's go to uh, the markets quickly. The other day, uh, I mentioned this to uh, some... Uh, Gold fix people the other day, and I want to I want to show you guys. See this line here. I had made a comment last night that if we break above this line, I would get long, uh, and I would look to see how it behaved up here. So neither of those things happened. We didn't break above the line. We went through it sideways, and then we went up, but we failed here. So for today, you should be thinking lower, much lower. 
Don't let it kill you. But there's going to be some buying down here. And in the, in the, that's gold, 1956 area. Let's go to silver. First, from the big picture down, between now and August 22nd, August 24th, the whole BRICS thing, there's going to be dip buying of silver and gold heading into that event. Okay, so the, it's going to be, I want you to think of it like a, uh, like a, a debt ceiling event. The debt ceiling deadline is this day. That's the August 22nd date. And between now and then, there's going to be people who are going to be hedging the risk of that, and they're going to be buying. Now, will it necessarily go up straight? No, but there will be dip buying, which means that every every drop is usually going to be met with buying as opposed to the old bullion smash and keeps going. So that's your big picture. Your big picture is between now and August 22nd, no one, knock on wood, is going to be selling silver or gold down to zero, right? The second thing is the markets, most of the markets, especially equities, are in love with the fact that they think the Fed's going to stop easing. I mean, stop tightening, uh, Freudian, right? Um, and uh, with that in mind, they believe that uh, markets are going up. Now, I, I cannot emphasize this enough. The open interest in silver has spiked. There was an article uh, about a week ago. I wrote an article, right, called the C CTA Red Alert. Not a Red Alert. I said CTA Alert. Right. And then someone else wrote an article. I forget what it's called, like uh, CT crisis or something like that. Uh, not CTA crisis, there's a silver crisis. No, I don't want you to get crazy looking at that stuff. OK, it's retail and funds getting long in anticipation of August 22nd. The open interest spike. It's not huge open interest, but it came off such a low number that it's it's significant. So you've got people that are way too long silver right now. It got ahead of itself. You got people that are way too long. Uh, platinum right now. And you've got people that are way too short palladium, but that's another conversation. Now, now that I'm saying all that, I want you to understand that the bias is up for the next month. The bias between now and the Fed announcement, which is this week, is a shit show. You don't know, right? So what I want to see is I want to see the Fed statement come out. I want to see them say we're going to be, uh, I want to see them say we're going to be more hawkish because then I'm going to see silver and gold drop because of the more hawkish comment. And then I'm going to see who and what and where it gets bought. All right. So that said, if you're a speculator, I want you to look at this. See this year? That's a bull flag, but it's a weekly bull flag, right? So you're like, that's not much help. I'm a short-term speculator. But look at this high here. This high comes in in this congestion. So it did not handle this congestion very well. Congestion, congestion, gets into it, rejects it. What does that mean? That means you don't get big, bigger picture than August 22nd. You don't get bigger picture bullish until we get a weekly settlement above 20, a spot, above 25, uh, 2680. Because that weekly settlement will take us through two-thirds of this, and then we take out that final boss. Remember that final boss? So between now and August 22nd, uh, you're bullish buying dips. Between now and the Fed, you're doing nothing. And between now and price action, if it gets above here, maybe you want to speculate and be a little bit longer. I'm Vince. Uh, this has been The Silver Fix. So have a great day, and I'll see you next week. Next week, if there's nothing exciting going on, we're going to go through the Wizard of Oz. Now, most of you probably know this if you're hardcore silver people, but some of you might not. So let's go through the Wizard of Oz and what it means for silver.
All right. See you later, guys.